I'm going to start this off like this. Top Place Podcast. And uh, I just want to say that I have about as much interest in recording tonight as LeBron James does in this Lakers season. So I have something in common with LeBron James oh, tonight. Which, by the way, I got to <laughs> – let me mute my TV. There we go. Yeah. Well, hey, I scheduled my week with tonight free because this was your idea. <laughs> so now I'm busy the rest of the week. Yeah, I'm like the exact opposite other than actually watching college basketball. Um, I worked just two days this week, so I'm off Wednesday through Sunday. So a little bit of vacation time would be nice. Oh, it's chilly out. It's not cold like it was earlier, but it's chilly out. But I'm drinking. uh, Oh, it's probably really cold here. Probably. It's in the 50s here. I'm drinking the last of my uh, Basil Hayden's rye. To keep me warm. Good choice. Oh, I like it. I like I like rise anyway. And of course I'm smoking a cigar, a Rocky Patel B fifty two. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> Man, you are all set. I uh just finished up the that's what I was doing because I knew I only had like seventeen minutes left or so. I finished up the Kanye West documentary tonight. Uh it was part oh, three nice. of it. I've heard it's good. It it had its moments. Like I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. There are um I mean, I think he's always had some like uh, eccentricities to him. Yeah, I think. <laughs> um, but it's like it just seems more pronounced now, I guess. Or maybe they're just mm-hmm. further out there. Uh, he's stalking his ex-wife. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's always been kind of like over the top, but it seems like I don't know. Maybe it's more so now, or maybe the I don't know. Maybe he just takes it further, and it's like, is this a character? Does he need help? It just kind of right. I don't know. It's 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 interesting, you know. Uh, I right. signed up for Netflix just so, so I could watch it. So I finished up the first two parts um, last weekend, and or I think uh, I, I take the back. I think yesterday or Friday is when I finished up the second part. Um, but yeah, you know, I watched yeah. it. it. wasn't wasn't terrible. You know, worth a watch. It's cool seeing it throughout the whole process too, because it's like the beginning of his career. Okay. Yeah. No, I've definitely heard it's good. So. I may have to sit down with it. I don't do a lot of documentaries, even on topics I enjoy. I just don't. It's long. Yeah. It's like four and a half hours to five hours, somewhere in that range. That's a long documentary. Yeah. It's in three parts. Right. I mean, it took me like two weekends to watch it, I think. So, well, let's talk more Madness because, you know. Yep. I, I watched the selection. I personally think that the Texas A&M Aggies got snubbed. Um, I'm going to pull that up because I, I was thinking that if there were teams... It was close, but... Um, if if it was like, uh, okay, who, who didn't make it? Um, I thought maybe uh, Oklahoma had a chance. Granted, they're one of those teams with like not a great record. Um but I thought they might might make it, uh, as well as Texas A&M. I thought Texas A&M looks pretty good at points. Uh, but it looks like Wyoming made it. They went to the SEC. I mean, they went to the SEC championship. This that's saying something, in my opinion. But yeah. um, I would, say, yeah, I, I I'm not surprised by some of the teams um, that that made it in. Uh, like I thought. Rutgers did was kind of like made sense. Uh, Michigan, I think just being in the like a very very tough conference. The Big Ten has been very 
very good for basketball this year. So they didn't have a great record. I think they were only yes. I think they're seventeen fourteen this year. But they've they've had some good think, wins. They're just not yes, great this that's year. That's true. Yeah, so Texas A and M's record was It's better. It's it's what, better than them. It's what, twenty three seventeen? Right? No, because you don't play 40 games in college. It's like 30-ish, like 33, 34. 23-11. Yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. I knew they had 20 wins at least. Um, yeah. I think it's just because of the stronger conference and probably like the uh, the conference wins. Uh, I know it's it's very tough. Like it's yep. weird how they do it. it they do is. it like by like the brackets um, or the quadrants rather, not the brackets, but the quadrants. Oh, like they have a quad one win, and it's worth more than a quad two win. So, I like Davidson making it in. Um, I think probably them losing yep. the their title game um, cost Texas probably cost Texas A and M a, a slot. Um, probably. Well, they end up. It's so confusing. So I pulled up because uh, I have not made my uh, thing yet. So I pulled up. They're in the first four. It's Texas Southern, Texas A&M, Wyoming, Indiana. And then there was Wright, Bryant. But so I'm so confused. So they do uh, – it's it's technically the first round. Um, Texas A&M called, is in. No, no, no. They're, they're like standby. I think they're like the third or fourth standby team. But wait, but Rutgers and Notre Dame did get in, yes. right? Mm-hmm. They're playing each other, and didn't yeah, Bryant... they're playing each other for the right. It's kind of like a play-in game. It's it's not called play-in anymore. They call it the first round, right? But it used to be called yeah. the play-in game. So if Texas A and M beats Texas Southern, that's not the right. That's not the Texas A and M you're thinking. That's Texas A and M Corpus oh, Christi. That's right. Dad gummit jerk. Yeah. There's a lot of Texas teams in here, though. Um, yeah, there are. Holy cow! Yeah, there's a lot. But I mean, it's a big state, so, so it makes sense. But they have a lot of teams from Texas the, in. The Aggies probably weren't 23 and 11 because I was looking at this is what I was looking at. So yeah, anyways. Oh, okay. Yeah, never mind. Okay. Um, I just pulled them up. They are 23 and 12. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so very close to what you just said. So yeah. Um, but. It's, it was weird because most of the time I never have my bracket done for like a day or two because I really like kind of like stew over it, and this is like the first yep. time where it took me like an hour to an hour and a half to to fill it out completely. And I knew yeah, I I'm not ready for that. Have I one. got a shocker? Gonzaga's in again. <laughs> oh, I have them going to the title this year. I could see that. I I definitely um, could see that. The toughest one for me. It was, and I don't know why, but it was picking um, between Arkansas and Vermont because I, I really think Vermont has a chance. Um, but I end up going with uh, Chalk and going Arkansas. I feel like Vermont's a little bit of a sleeper. I feel like they could be. Ar- Arkansas is pretty good. Yes, um, they are. I just, I, I have UConn winning whoever wins that game anyway. So I, that's why I can kind of consider yeah. going with Vermont, but I was like, nah. Oh man, I don't know. Arkansas could beat. I'm not saying they will beat UConn, but they could. It'll be, a, they're very, they're very evenly matched. Um, that'll yeah. be a tough one for sure. If we're looking at like the, the West bracket where Gonzaga is like, if you want to pull that up real quick, so you can kind of see um, the teams in that 
Yeah. Okay, so I have uh, going uh, into like the round of 32, I have Gonzaga, Memphis. The 8 9 is always like a pick em. Um I'm just going, you know, Penny Hardaway, maybe some talent there. So Memphis. Yeah, Memphis will beat Boise probably. And then I have UConn, Arkansas, Alabama, Texas yeah. Tech, Michigan State, and Duke all advancing that first week, that first day. Because of who they're playing, Duke, yes, but I don't. Unfortunately, as much as I would love for Duke to like go far and how cool it would be, it's Shashevsky's last season. He got an NCAA tournament title. Yeah, I don't see it happen. I don't see them they're, going. They're too une- they're, they're not. They're too young. They're not. Yeah, they're too uneven. Like they're um, very unpredictable. Yep. Uh, I do have them beating yeah, Michigan see them going State far. in the. I have them losing in the Sweet Sixteen to Texas Tech. That's probably fair. Yeah, I could see them beating Michigan State. Um, uh, I think Davidson has a chance to upset Michigan State, um, but Tom Izzo's really good, yes. and I didn't want to bet against Tom Izzo because he's a very good coach in the NCAA tournament. Um, I think he'll get it out of the first at least. Yeah, I don't think they'll beat Duke, but I that was that was pretty tough too. But I, I am going because of Tom Izzo, um, and then I have uh, in the the four advancing into the, the Sweet Sixteen from that I have Gonzaga, UConn, Texas Tech, Duke. And then I have Gonzaga and Texas Tech playing each other with Gonzaga going to the final four from that West bracket. Texas yeah. Tech has been pretty good. Um, they have. But... And they're, they're an experienced team, and that's why I think they can beat Duke. Um, that that would be tough, though. That will be a tough matchup. And then I think Gonzaga, um, they're just a really good team. They're going to be tough. They are. Yeah, no, they really are. What do you see in the East? Uh, in the East – um, I actually have uh, an upset here. I have Virginia Zek beating Texas, which I know a lot really? of people. That's the only upset. Actually, no, it's not the only upset, um, but it is an upset I picked. Um, Virginia Tech won the ACC for the first time today. Yes, they did. They're and definitely on a roll right now. I say. But uh, I don't know. I, I think they can beat Texas. Texas has been hit or miss. They're not a great offensive team. Um, I think they can, you know, I know they're 11 seed, but I think they're a little bit better than an 11 seed. Um, right. so it seems like a pretty good thing to pick. And St. Mary's is good. I just don't think they're that good. If Indiana ends up beating Wyoming in the, the it's not the plane, but the first round game, whatever, the first four, whatever you want to call it, uh, I think they play either Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, well, you know, those are the playing games. But uh I think Indiana can beat St. Mary's and advance to the round of 32. That's the other upset, I think. Although I wouldn't, I wouldn't write off Wyoming if they did end up beating Indiana against St. Mary's. I think they still have a chance against St. Mary's. I think St. Mary's wins out of that. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't, but I think they will out of either of those teams. I think St. Mary's will win. Yeah. Um, Kentucky's probably got an easy road. Oh yeah, Kentucky's definitely winning. Um, I think San San Francisco is pretty interesting, but I still like Murray State. Uh, Purdue's been pretty good this year, and then I picked UCLA because I think UCLA is really good. Um, and then Marquette. Yeah, they're good this year. Marquette and UNC are like pretty even. Uh, it's always tough to eight and nine. Um, I just thought I'd pick UNC. Um, they beat Duke recently. <laughs> right. I mean UNC wasn't. Good they weren't even like ranked and then they came in and tore Duke to pieces. Yeah. 
And if they've been pretty, like just an okay team this year, they're not like a great right. UNC team. I just, well, you know, I think with their talent, they can beat Marquette. That's kind of what I have them ending yeah. their run. Um, after that, I have Baylor uh, beating them. I have UCLA beating whoever. Even if St. Mary's wins, I still think UCLA is going to win that matchup. They're good, yeah. And then I have Purdue and Kentucky. So I pretty much, I went pretty much chalk for the getting into the Sweet 16 from there. Um, but it's because those teams are really good. And uh, I don't know. I, I just don't see – I'd be very surprised if anyone can – from that, like, side of the bracket gets into Sweet 16 outside of those four teams, minus, like, a catastrophic injury or something. Right. Yeah, it'd be a major upset. I, I think Kentucky's going to the Final Four. I do. Uh, I have them getting to – yeah, I have them getting to the Final Four because um, Baylor is um, – has two injured players, so I think they get that far. And then I think UCLA beats them. Um, then I have Kentucky beating Purdue. Kentucky is, like, looking really, really solid right now. And we used to yeah, have Oscar Sheway at WVU, so I know what he's capable of. Oh, he's really? playing much better than he did here. Uh, he's leading the, late, uh, the, the nation in rebounding with, like, 15-point-something per game. Yep. So uh, I have them beating UCLA and getting the Final Four against Gonzaga. I think that would be a heck of a game, too. Like, actually, that if if the Elite Eight works out like I have it, I think it's like a real, like eight really, really solid teams. So we'll see how it goes. Do you have a possible Cinderella this year? Um, not really. Uh, I don't really – I see some teams, like, pulling – a round, but I don't know if I see anyone pulling two rounds. I'm not saying it can't happen. I think it can. Um, yeah. I yeah. I mentioned Vermont. I mean, I'm not. I still think UConn's a little bit better than Vermont, but I, there's a chance. I guess they could get to the Sweet yeah. 16. I just don't. I don't like their odds going against Arkansas and UConn. I think those are tough teams. Um. Virginia Tech, I guess maybe could upset Purdue. I'm not saying it's like impossible or anything. Um, they, I guess they'd be more of a Cinderella just because of their seating versus They're just def- like the actual team. Yeah, I mean Virginia Tech is definitely on a high row right now, but I mean it's the, this is a totally different world than just the as good as the ACC is. It's a different world than the ACC tournament. I would say if like the biggest upset that I could maybe see happening is. Maybe UNC or Marquette upsetting Baylor maybe in the second round. That would be like the most yeah. like okay, I, I'm not totally surprised given the injuries and everything that one of them make it I guess that would be like my big upset, but I don't have that picks. I wouldn't pick that at all. Um Right. No. But the next round, other I'm sorry, the other side of the bracket, um, that's where I have a lot of upsets actually. Uh and I'm mean, not like a lot, but like maybe two or three okay. in, in each um uh, mm-hmm. side. So in the South, I have uh, Arizona winning. Uh, TCU looks pretty solid this year. So I, I like them to advance. Um, yeah, they do. The What are they called? The wart frogs? The horned toad? frogs. Horned frogs. Yeah. Or maybe no, maybe it's horned frogs. I don't know. But it's, <laughs> it's horned frogs or horned frogs. Um, but they've, they've been pretty good. I think they're – and they play – like the Big 12 is a pretty good basketball conference. Um, so I like them to beat Seton Hall. Uh Houston's very good defensively. Uh, that they were, they made it far last year too. I think they made it to the Elite Eight last year. Um, UAB has a very good like a uh, 
um, a really good guard. But if just if it's just one player, mm-hmm. I think that Houston being so good defensively can really kind of try to shut him down or just like not let him beat them. So that's why I think Houston wins. I think Houston wins. Um, yeah. Someone on CBS tonight picked Chattanooga to go to the Sweet 16. I can't remember which person. And I, was, I looked at Chattanooga's schedule. They have not beat one like ranked team this entire season. So what? Are, yeah, what are they showing? So I mean, I've looked at I looked at Illinois' schedule. I looked who they played. Illinois just looks more solid. I don't see Chat. I mean, maybe they could get one round, um, but I definitely don't see them beating like Illinois and Houston or even UAB. Like that would be kind of no. uh, surprising. So. I did go um, – I, I thought about going Chattanooga here, but I did go Illinois since they just have not beaten anybody Chattanooga, that is. What was it? Yeah. Uh, I went Michigan over Colorado State, though. I did go and upset there. Um, right. Kind of like an underperforming year for Michigan, but they're playing in a tough conference. Uh, I can see them beating Colorado State. You never can, you can never fully count them out, I feel, until yeah. it really gets serious. I mean, against – Against the Colorado State, I think Michigan could very easily win. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it it'll be, a, I think, a pretty close game. Um, I want to say that's one of the earlier games too. Uh, they finally announced the times, like they posted the times for the games. And then I think Tennessee, of course, beats Longwood. I don't even know who Longwood is. They're the Lancers. That's all I know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, never. I don't think I've ever heard of Longwood. And I've um, I've followed the you know like ncaa basketball for a long time i don't think i've ever heard of longwood listen i feel like if i would heard of longwood i've made a joke about it at some point so i've never heard yeah. of them ever they might have like graduated from division two or something maybe or division one to boy or whatever it's called um yeah maybe that's it i do have loyola chicago beating ohio state um i could see that going they've been way. pretty like they've been tournament darlings now for since they went to the final four that one year um yep and people just like saying the name of their school. Let's face it, Loyola. <laughs> they're uh, they're pretty talented. Uh, they're usually pretty experienced. Uh, I think they're well coached. Um, I, I like that upset too. So that's the third upset I have in this. Even though nine beating eight isn't really much of an upset, but it still is an upset by the numbers. And then of course Villanova. Uh, they're going to win uh, their game. Yeah, Kansas is going to win. Before I get to that side, I'll, I'll finish this okay. one. Up. So, uh, Arizona beats TCU. Arizona's been on a tear. So, Arizona beats TCU. I, I like Houston uh, to get in the next round. Tennessee and Villanova. So, it's pretty chalky there. Um, Houston, I guess, would be uh, an upset, but eh. And then I have Arizona and Tennessee playing for the right to go to the Final Four with um, Arizona winning that game. Tennessee better go far after winning the SEC tournament. Yeah, the SEC's been pretty good this year. Yeah, they have. Um, and I think, really, Tennessee doesn't really have much of a challenge. Uh, I mean, they're playing either Colorado State or Michigan, and I'm not, like, trying to, like, right. say either team is bad. But, I mean, I just think they're better than either one of those teams. And then their next challenge would be, like, Villanova, maybe Loyola Chicago, but probably Villanova. Right. I, I mean, I think they can beat Villanova. Um, but then on the other side, I don't think – Kansas is one of those weird teams because Kansas doesn't look great all the time when I've watched them this year, but they've looked pretty decent. Um, they seem to like they can come from behind. Uh, Who was it they just played? Like 
like you know, the other day, like Texas Tech in the title title game. What's it Texas mm-hmm. Tech? They played them for the uh, Big Twelve title game. That's right. I knew I watched it. Yeah. So I mean, they won pretty handily too. Like yeah. they had it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the team is great, but I think they can go pretty far. Uh, I had them going further than I think they'll go because I'm. This is the bracket I'm going to use for play for money as well. So I kind of look at your road to it. So <laughs> even though I like uh, Wisconsin and Auburn more than Kansas to make it to the Final Four, they Wisconsin has to go against Auburn, and they have to go against um, – and Auburn has to play – well, okay, let me just – let me get my Final Four here. So uh, I have Kansas winning, yeah. of course, uh, San Diego State winning, um, Iowa beats Richmond. Um Pretty tough matchup, but I th- you know, like as far as like for a lower seed, Richmond's been pretty won their um, tournament. But I, I still like Iowa, um, Providence being South Dakota State, and a matchup. I know you mentioned it yesterday that LSU's coach got fired, and um, yeah, it can go either way here. Like they can be inspired by it and win one round because they're not going to beat Wisconsin. But I don't know. I, I went Iowa State here. Uh, as an upset, so I went Iowa State over LSU, and then I went, of course, Wisconsin, and I think uh, Miami uh, beats USC. Really? Yeah. So I have that as an upset as well, and then of course Auburn winning because Auburn's been very, very good this year. I thought they would be at the fourth number one seed, to be honest. Yeah, Auburn's been really good. I think it's because they didn't do as much in the SEC tournament. Yeah, I think that's what it is as well. So. Going to the uh, Sweet 16 from this one, I have Kansas winning. I have Iowa winning, uh, Wisconsin and Auburn. And I think Kansas and Iowa could go either way. I still win Kansas because I still think they're a better team than Iowa. Um, and and then I have Wisconsin beating Auburn. That one's going to be very tough. That's going to be like a solid game if they play each other. And then I have Kansas beating Wisconsin. And I, I would pick Wisconsin yes. here. But Mm-mm. or Auburn here too. I would go with either one over Kansas, but I think Kansas has a better chance to make it this far and potentially get in the Final Four versus Wisconsin or Auburn. Like, you know, that could go really go either way. I think. Dude, Auburn lost to Florida this year. But Auburn's only lost like five or six games the whole season. They've they're this is solid. true. They're pretty solid, and they were they they weren't crushing. Now Arizona's been crushing teams. That's why I think Arizona's been pretty yes. solid. Um, and that's why I think Vermont, I always pick them too, because Vermont's been, even though they're not playing like high team, like, you know, they're not playing like, they're not like in a power conference, but they're still crushing teams. And I still think you have to take that into account. Um, right. I have Kansas beating it's Wisconsin, like when, even though I love it here. Yeah. I don't know, man. I agree with you on most of the stuff. I, I think Kansas will go to the Final Four. I really do. I there there's something about Kansas that I just I don't love. I I really think it's going to be Wisconsin or Auburn beating them. But like I said, this is a bracket I'm entering for money. Um, if I think they're going to make it this far, I if you know I even though I'd rather pick Auburn or Kansas, I'm sorry Auburn or um, uh, Wisconsin, they have to play each other, and there's a chance yeah. either one of them could lose that very like a very solid chance. Not like you know, it's not like a 15 seed or something like that. They're, you know, so I'd rather put my money on Kansas to, to advance and have a better chance to win money because it's worth more points at that point too. 
So I picked Kansas, and then that means I have uh, Kansas and Arizona playing each other, and Gonzaga and Kentucky playing each other. As I mean, it's it's one of those things that they almost never do the most likely four actually make it. You know, like there's usually some kind of upset along the way. Yeah, and uh, I think that with college basketball now being like one and done, you have a lot of experienced teams that, um, you know, are on a team three, four years, and they're like a team that plays really well together, like Louisville, Chicago, or something like that, or VCU right. back in the day when, or Wichita State, and they make a run, and and that's, I think that definitely can happen. Um, I like Arizona and Gonzaga to make it to the title game. Uh, both have lost only three games the entire season. Um, Gonzaga looks really, really yeah, good. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yep. Man, it's like a pick for the title game. I, I'm leaning Gonzaga. And when I looked at their road, I think they have the easier road versus Arizona. And that's the only reason I picked Gonzaga. I would probably pick Arizona in the title game, just honestly given Gonzaga's failure to ever win it. And uh, yep, but I just like to say this is going to be for money. Um, so I'm going to pick a team that I think has an easier road to get there and go to right. There, even though I think probably Arizona would win the title. Because um, I mean, you're looking at an Arizona team that could have to play Wisconsin or Auburn. Both teams I think could make it to the the title game. So especially Auburn. Auburn's yeah. going to be. Auburn's a tough team. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, they really are. Yeah, I could see them making it. I do think Kentucky makes it. Um, I feel like Gonzaga will. I could see Kansas going. Um, yeah, I think Kansas could go. I don't think they will. I just think they could go. Yeah, because I mean they have they have they have a pretty decent team. Um, I just don't have a lot of faith in them to win it all, but I think they could. Right. I'm going to I'm going to try sit down at some time during the day tomorrow and really hammer mine out. But I feel like it's going to be similar to yours. I'll I'll print one uh at work tomorrow. Right now I'm just I'm on a steno pad. <laughs> so I, I wrote them all down as we were right. live. When I'm at work right. tomorrow, I'll print this off. Uh, like a real bracket off and I'll uh fill it out and I'll post it on right. mine and Top Plays uh Instagram. Nice, good idea. And uh, I'm hopefully going to enter a few bracket challenges and whatnot and see what happens. I actually feel pretty good about my bracket. I feel like I've picked enough upsets. Um, but yeah, it sounds like it sounds like especially in the what the South and the Midwest. Yeah, there there's a lot there. I think I have like what five, two, three. Mm-hmm. And, I think so. Uh, five out of those two uh, brackets. The thing I, I've realized over the years, though, is I always get too ambitious with the lower seeds winning. Um, yeah. And that's kind of like what screws me up in later rounds because it's great the first weekend when you call, like, if I would pick Vermont, and I'm like, all right, cool, I picked Vermont, and then they lose the second round. And so then I get no points right. for them getting into the Sweet 16. So that's what really can screw you up when you're trying to win money. So <laughs> Yeah, the earlier you get busted, the worse it is. Yeah, so I, I pick enough upsets to where I, I think they're legitimate upsets, but I I stay a lot of chalk, and then when it comes down to it, I pick the team with the easier road. So the only reason I picked UConn even to make it as far as they did is because I think 
Vermont legitimately could beat Arkansas. Uh, even though I think Arkansas is a very solid team. I went UConn because I thought, you know, they're playing um, New Mexico State. I think they're going to win that game. And then Arkansas may not make it. Vermont, you know, it's not too right. bad. Um, and then that's like the the Chattanooga. I wanted to pick Chattanooga, Illinois, but when I looked at their schedule, I'm like, why would I do this? They haven't beaten anyone good. Right. Um, not saying that they can't beat Illinois, sure, but nah, I'm not going there. <laughs> you know, maybe one round. Well, that's kind of – yeah, I mean, that's kind of like looking at the East, and not only is Kentucky very good, but it's like it, the way they're they're set up, they're, the people they're playing against, it would be a major Cinderella for any of them, major upset for yeah. any of the people that uh, will could possibly face Kentucky beating them. This will be uh, like the first. Like, well, okay, no, I don't see the first. This this will be a week where I will probably have. I'm actually really interested in the Warriors game if I can make it to part of it tomorrow because Draymond Green's returning. And then the Bucks are going to have Brooke Lopez back tomorrow. Oh, so think, nice. Yeah, so I think those are two big um, returns. But I know like Tuesday and Wednesday, even if I, I'm not going to pay attention closely because I really don't care if I watch A&M, Corpus Christi, and Texas Southern. Right. Um, now, Indiana, right. Wyoming, I kind of – I kind of – it's kind of interesting. That may be a good game. I, I'm i not ruling Wyoming out. I'm picking the 12 seed. Whoever wins that game, I'm going to go with them over St. Mary's. Because, I mean, UCLA is going to think beat them anyway. But I'm going to go with the 12 seed here. I really like it if Indiana wins. Kind of like Syracuse that one year that they were a 12 seed. I was like, why would you put – I'm picking Syracuse because Syracuse is always good in the NCAA tournament. Right. And I definitely think, I definitely think UCLA is going to beat St. Mary's. Yeah, even if St. Mary's would beat the 12, whoever wins between Indiana and Wyoming, uh, I don't see them beating UCLA. That would be shocking to me. Nope. Incredible. Exactly. I mean, UCLA had a that, – that was a team last year that was um, a play-in team, and they ended up yeah. making it all the way to the Final Four last year. I think they lost to Gonzaga. Is that think they lost to? Because didn't – isn't that the, the game where Suggs had that incredible shot from like half court? I do not remember now. I remember that happening. Oh, I don't remember it who was, it was wild. against. Uh, but yeah, UCLA was much did a lot better than expected last year. Oh yeah, they were. I think a lot of people them predicted to lose the play in game. I was like, nah, they're gonna win. And then I didn't expect the tear that they did. And then of course on Wednesday, right. Notre Dame and Rutgers could be a pretty solid game too. I think. I hope Rutgers wins. Yeah, same. I'm not a big Notre Dame fan. Um, but yeah, I'll be, that'd be kind of cool for Rutgers. Cause this is like the second year in a row they've made the tournament. First time they've ever done that two years in a row. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm all for it. I, uh, I want to see that happen. Um, what was going to say? Uh, yeah, yeah. Fill out a bracket and see what it looks like. And, uh, we'll see, uh, you know, who ends up, uh, getting the most picks up between us. And maybe we both enter in yeah, and see we'll if see. we can win some money off of uh, Emery or someone like that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how we do. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't have anything else on that. I just need to fill out my bracket. Like I said, I think from mm-hmm. what you said, I think it's going to look pretty similar. Um, you you already mentioned the Warriors 
and Bucks. So do you want to talk about how <laughs> like obsessed you were with the last game? It was so much fun. Like it wasn't a close game by any means. It was like maybe ten points at one point or maybe a dozen. They brought somewhat close, but uh I just liked the game because there's so much for me to root for as a fan of basketball. Um I really like Giannis. I think he's a great player. Uh I love that he um stuck with Milwaukee and decided, no, I'm gonna sign my extension, I'm gonna play here, and then yeah. wins the title. I love that he has no fear that like, okay, he's not the best free throw shooter, but what did he do? He didn't he doesn't care. He's not like Ben Simmons and and cowers away from the spotlight. He just goes at it, gets his fouls, shoots his free throws, takes 20 seconds, whatever he wants to do. But he works on his game, too. Um, oh, yeah. He works hard. Yeah, and uh, my guy, Javon Carter, got a lot of playing time last night. Uh, was really good from three last night, too. He he was making some shots. Uh, so he it was nice seeing him get playing time. I think he played 20-some minutes, like 26 or so. Then on the other side, Clay. Um, it was like it was definitely the most points he's had since he's been back. But it's, I think he looked really good defensively and offensively last night. So that was a good sign. And then uh, you had Kaminga, who he was really hustling, like for the for rebounds, like he was really putting in uh, work last night. So I I enjoyed that just for that. And he had a really 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 sick dunk in the fourth quarter as well. Um, he just like slammed it down. It was like a Bill a Bill Walton throw it down, big guy. Uh, it was it was throw nice. it down. I love Bill Walton so much. <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why I threw that out there because like that's exactly what he would have said to that dunk. Um, oh, yeah. What else? There's something else in the game too. I think there's like five things I really really liked about the game. Before I fell asleep, which I I chose to go on to bed, I was just exhausted and I had a headache. But uh, yeah, Clay was starting to look like Clay of old. That's for sure. I saw that. I mean, from what I what I saw, Golden State was pretty well in control. Oh, they were. Um, there were times when they brought closer. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole is the other. A uh, guy who looked amazing last night. Like Clay started He's off good. really hot, then Poole just started hitting. Poole's been on like a streak for like the last week. He has. He's good. Yeah, I mean, I think he got through enough rhythm coming off the bench again. Um, but I really think Golden State to be uh, productive and to be their best version, it's gonna have to be Steph, Clay, Poole, Draymond at the center, and then probably Wiggins. Um, but Looney's yeah, Wiggins, Wiggins has really stepped up. Yeah, he's he's been down kind of lately, as far as like his scoring and and just like. But I still think like, they're going to need like a, a fifth player, and I think it's probably going to be Wiggins. Although Looney has been doing a lot for just what they need. They because th- we talked about last night the the thing that's going to hurt Golden State is size. They don't have a whole lot of size. Um, yep. Looney is their only big player, and he's. He's been putting in some work, but he's not like great by any means. He's just is pretty good. Um, I think that if they can get uh, Wiseman back this year, and he can just give them anything like thirteen minutes, something, because um, Kaminga is like reliable now. Like you have to play Kaminga almost. Like he's been so good lately that you you can't just like bench him for his bad. Like his 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 like 
Hiram's defense. Like you, he's so good offensively, and you, I could, I'm just excited about the Warriors in the future because if they keep Pool, this is Pool's third season. He's looked really, really great this year. Um, they would be crazy to lose him right now. He's so, though, though, he's looked so good. They could probably get a lot for him. I do think it. It depends what you want to get, who you're getting back. If I would let him go, I'd yeah, have to know. I'd have I, to know who you're getting back. His this whole season, he's been good. Yeah, I mean, he's been making long threes. His his shots been money. It was like him and Clay were like uh, like heat te- uh, checking themselves a couple times last night. Yeah, and then um, he hustles really. He he's a hard player too. Oh yeah. Oh, he is. And, and like, that's, that's what has me like excited about the Warriors, not just this season, but like going forward, like Kaminga is only going to get better. I would imagine just like the improvement he's made this year. And then, um, or throughout the season, I should say, since this is his rookie year. And then uh, Moody's look pretty good too. He's another rookie. They, they picked up. Um, I think he's, been, I don't, he's definitely not like on the same level as Kaminga, but he's put in some really good defense. He can hit you some nice threes. Uh, I think he's going to be a really solid player. So I mean, you have three young players. They have so many. Everyone's wings in the NBA, and they have a ton of wings. They yep. do. They're loaded with wings. They just don't have any big players. So if, if Wiseman can give them nope. anything, like 15 minutes a game, which, I mean, if John J. Jordan can play 15 minutes in Philly, <laughs> he can play 15 minutes for the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, they need something that, you know, yeah. they do. I mean, like I'm watching this game right now, which is not even really a game, but – Aiton, we saw how good Aiton was last year. He would, yeah. if you if it came down to the Warriors and the Suns in the finals, it would be a good series. But Aiton would give them trouble. Oh yeah, it would be tough because the teams that they may have to play, um, the, like the Suns, they have Aiton, and that's he's going to give them trouble. Uh, if they have to play the Lakers, like say they, I don't think they're going to get the two seed. I still think they're going to get the three seed. Uh, which is bad in a way, but if they would happen to play the Lakers as, as like a seven seed or something, uh, the Lakers, if AD's back, I don't like that um, at all. Right. Um, I don't like. Right. I don't and like him against and- Jokic. Like that's a team they may have to play in the playoffs. Is Jokic and the Nuggets? Ugh. I don't like that, especially if you have Jamal Murray and. Uh, oh my gosh. Maybe Porter Jr. giving you something off the bench. I don't like that at all. Um, I, I hate yeah. that actually. So that's why I'm like yeah. really nervous I mean, for their their lack of size because the teams they may have to face are gonna like give them right. a hard time. And I mean, right now, no one wants to play Jokic and the Nuggets. Oh no! Regardless he's of he's playing if, with, he's playing with like four dudes. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like Jokic and the Lakers, but he's winning. It's yeah, exactly. It's like me, you, and two other players could be out there with Jokic, and he, we, we probably saw fifty wins this season because he's so good. <laughs> yeah, it really it's true. It's really true. Um, I mean, even as much as I love the Mavs, they don't have like a dominant big man right now. They're playing great, and they they, they know that, they don't have a dominant big man. Right, though. they know they can beat the Warriors because they, but. Oh, but they yeah. don't have a dominant big man. Um, but he, you know what I really like though, and I don't. I'm not saying he's a great player, but he's a really nice player for them, and he's done, he did it again today. Dinwiddie's been a very solid pickup. Dinwiddie's giving them the, more than Porzingis ever did. Yes, well, Dinwiddie's been good. Um, who was the other guy? Uh, we talked about Brunson, but who was the other guy they got in the trade? Um, uh, Davis Bertans. 
Breton steps up every now like he's not as consistent yet. Yeah, he isn't at all. That's that's been his trouble since he got that deal a couple years ago. <laughs> but he's had there's been some games that he's stepped up for uh for uh, the Mavs already. So it's possible he just needs to get consistent at it. But yeah, like Dimwitty has been very I mean he he won he shot the game winner tonight. And plus, like, if uh, I don't think he's playing yet, but is Hardaway Jr. playing, or is he coming back this year? Do we know? I last I checked, they still were they were hopeful, but I don't know. Okay, because if he does, I mean, he's another player that can give you something. Yes, um, he's good. Yeah, no, he had been he had become very consistent. I mean, and honestly, while he's not amazing against someone like Golden State, Boban can give you good minutes. Oh yeah, he can get you. He can get you like he can come out because he's so big. It throws other teams off. I think is what exactly. It does. He is so big, especially against a team that doesn't have a real big to go against him. You know. Yeah, they just don't, they like you. It's like confusing. It's like for you throw another team off for like six or seven minutes. Like, what do we do with this guy? He's too exactly. tall. And exactly. that was a, that was a big win against Boston today because Boston has been very good lately. Boston was winning the whole game pretty much, and then they came back. Yeah, the Mavs really did a good one this game. Talking about craziness, though. So I mentioned to you yesterday that the NBA is starting to look like the early in the season where it's like any team can beat any team. The freaking Orlando Magic took the 76ers. And yes, both Harden and Embiid were playing. And they... That's what I was pulling up next. Did they both play? <laughs> they took the set. Um, they took the seventy sickers, sixers, sickers. <laughs> they took the seventy sixers <laughs> into overtime and only lost by one shot. The seventy sixers team is interesting. I mean, not seventy sixers, but the Magic team is interesting. They're not good by any means, but they're an interesting team to watch. Um, uh, Franz Wagner's Wagner's looked really good this year uh, at times. Yes. And he's a rookie, of course. Then they have Suggs, uh, you know, played at Gonzaga last year. Um, Cole Anthony, like uh, we've discussed, like is a really good six man or a guy you just want on your team to have. Um, right. They're just an interesting team. I didn't realize they have both Wagner's. They have Mo and Franz. They have the brothers. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. Cole uh, Anthony missed the shot at the end. And, uh, if he had made that, you know, I mean, I think it, I think it was just the two. I think it would have just tied it. But still, mm-hmm. I mean, they took him into overtime, and and literally it was they missed the shot at the buzzer. That's why Philadelphia won. And and check out these numbers: Harris had twenty six, Embiid had thirty five, Maxi had ten, Harden had twenty six. That was four out of the five starters. But yeah, and then and they still cheese barely beat Orlando. That's yeah. that's wild. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty wild for sure. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh I forget who the Nets were playing. I know I saw that at one point. Uh the Knicks today. They play, I did, I know they won. I know they played the Knicks. There was another Kyrie was there. It was another heartbreak for the Knicks. So yeah, so even Kyrie was there. You can you can watch the game. He just can't which is still this is still the dumbest rule to me like I, I know we talked about it in a previous episode. <laughs> I mean, he's there watching the game. Come on, man. It's, the it's fact play. He can it's be so there. stupid. Yeah. 
the fact that they'll let him be there and watch the game, they should let him on the court. Yeah. I but, mean, they really should. I mean, yeah. KD, KD dropped 53 points today. Like, KD's, like, in the zone right now. Like, he's, he's on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Knicks are, like, heartbreaking. They keep having these close games. So, they lost by three today. That was it. Even with KD dropping I think it, over 50 points, the Nets were one, 110 to 107. The Knicks keep having these super close games, and they just can't win. And to make it worse, a lot of them are games that I think, they're winning and then and can't oh, yeah. finish. Well, I think some of that is, like, the coaching as well. So uh, it seems like to me – that uh, I'm trying to think of their their coach's name right now. Please assist me. <laughs> Shoot, he's coached the Bulls. Hang on. Yeah, I forgot that he coached the Bulls. Yeah, he was he was a um, uh, Tom uh, Tom Tom Thibodeau or Thibodeau. Yeah, I Tibbs. just call him Coach T. So I feel like he wears his welcome on his players a lot because he plays he plays his players a lot of minutes. That's what he's known for. Like he runs them into the ground. He plays like yes. eight players and they play like thirty eight minutes a game or forty minutes and a game. That, it's insane. And, and so it works for a year, it. but it like the next year there's always a drop off. Now there wasn't with the Bulls teams, but there was with Minnesota when they had Butler and they had uh, Anthony Towns, um, and uh, who was the other guy they had? Uh, Wiggins too at the time. And they did really well, and they they made the playoffs. But then, like the next year, they were awful, and that's you know when he got fired. Yeah, right. And I mean the um, so the Knicks uh, outperformed expectations last year. Yeah, and, no one expected them to do that. Right. And this year, I mean that 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 would add up with the fact that. They've had so many games that they were winning and then lost it late in the third or lost it in the fourth quarter. That would make sense if they're just too tired. That would be why they, you know, they don't finish. I think that makes complete sense, honestly. Yeah, it does. Um, it's just wild to me because <laughs> they. I mean, and and the thing 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 that hurts them as well is the East is so much better this year. Like the East has always been pretty bad for you know how long? I mean, since the LeBron was in there, really they haven't been. There was always like four, maybe five teams that actually were pretty good, but really only about two or three you thought could maybe reach the finals from the East, maybe. Um, and this year, I mean, it's really it's five. Uh, I don't. I mean, even though they're my dark horse, uh, the injuries have kind of like hit the Cavs pretty hard. I saw your. Uh, you mentioned to me the other night about the Heat beating them. And I think the, the Cavs right now are just becoming too injured. They're not gonna they're not gonna do right. anything to playoffs, but but they'll they'll be a tough challenge for a team. Um they're good, but like you said, they're beat up. And yeah, I made the quip about the Heat, but also mm-hmm. the Heat are quietly just staying stellar this year. Well, I mean, we're, I'm looking at the conference right now. Okay, let's talk the, the the top five teams. We're talking Miami as far as ranking, as far as like record wise. You have Miami, the Sixers, the Bucks, Chicago, full strength when they're healthy, and the Celtics have been great lately. So I'm going to put them up there. I think they're they're they deserve to be put up there. Um, 
and Brooklyn, of course, if they can get everyone playing right. together, even though they're not the best record right now, like they probably still have to win the play in. Um, that's a scary team. <laughs> like that's going to be a, a oh tough yeah team. The, the talent you can the talent that that they have the potential yeah. they have it's so much you know but they had that last year and then it fell apart so mm-hmm. yeah who knows but uh, yeah the Heat have been they've been really good lately uh, I mean you as a Heat fan are going to be happy because I think they it's just going to be tough because they, there's so many good teams in the East this year it's going to be like there really are we, we, t- we mentioned it last week like teams are really going to wear each other out just getting yep. to the finals that it's going to be tough like you're going to yep. probably have to play three tougher maybe maybe they will luck out and only have to play like the eight seed and maybe that's right now let's say i'm trying to think okay so maybe the the Cavs come back a little bit into the pack and they're in the play-in and maybe toronto's there so maybe they play like a toronto or a cleveland but that's still a tough team like i wouldn't want to play them like as an eight seed because you know no. Better than I guess the Nets, but uh, like one of those teams would be very tough. Um, I think they could pretty much handle uh, Atlanta or Charlotte if they. I think those one of those teams will. Those teams are basically going to be the top ten. I don't think Washington's going to creep in there. I don't think anyone else will either. It'll be those ten teams. Um, yeah, as much as I like the Hawks, they are not going to. Uh, they're not going to do much. I yeah. Mean, now, if you give me one game. I'm not saying I wouldn't pick them to win one game and maybe get in the playoffs that way because, I mean, they can get hot for one game. They just can't play much defense. If they turn it on for one game and yep. somehow get in the, the playoff, I wouldn't be shocked. But it depends right. who they they're have to They're not going to win a series. No, I don't think they're going to win a series this year. They're, they're, the teams ahead of them are too good. To, like Unlike right. last year, they, just, they took advantage of a team uh, like the Knicks that overachieved, and then they had the Sixers team who pretty much was like, no, Ben Ben Simmons was there, but like, was he? <laughs> there was just so much turmoil off the court, turmoil, turmoil for that team. Um, I mean, but yeah. then again, I mean, you never know because the Timberwolves beat the Heat yesterday. Um, the the Raptors tore up the Nuggets. Yes, well, not tore up because it's NBA. Yeah, those were yeah, and then. The Bucks were handled by the Warriors. Yeah, the the Bucks have they're still hit or miss, but I I still won't count Giannis out after after I you know last year when they came back from you know down two zero against the Suns and it looked for sure at that point like the right. Suns were going to pretty much win that series, um, and, and just to just that four game streak they put out there and then the way they went toe to toe with Durant and the Nets. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not counting them out, even if they don't have a high seed this year. I mean, I still think they're yeah. going to be a tough team. Um, I think they're better this year than they were last year. Oh. If Lopez gels. If, yeah, if Lopez comes back and gives them some extra size, because I like Portis off the bench a lot. I don't like him starting, yes. but I like no. I like Portis off the bench. He can catch fire. He's like one of those like microwave-type guys. You put him in the game, it gets hot. You leave him in there for a little bit, and you take advantage of it. Yeah, no, I mean he's very important to them uh, winning, and he's mm-hmm. a sp- he's a spark. He's respected. Him playing well fires up his teammates big time. Like he's and the crowd, yes. the crowd loves him. Yes. He's a fan favorite. Exactly, he's very important. I would say to them, um, 
but having Lopez back is definitely going to be key for them in the playoffs. But they're good. I mean, they're they're really good. It's funny, you know, like the Heat still number one right now in the East. I think if you ask people, they would they they would expect the Bucks, the Nets. Uh, I don't know, maybe just them two for certain to beat the Heat. But you'd like Buck and I think like Bucks, Nets, oh, and Seventy Sixers. I think people would say Seventy Sixers, Nets, Bucks will beat the Heat in the playoffs. And I just don't think they're giving them it enough depends. credit. No, I, I think it depends. Um, it depends like the health of the teams. It depends um, who can play in the terms of, of, of Brooklyn. Um, so it depends who's there and the injuries like heading in, how well, relatively health. I think it's just going to be such, such a slugfest to get out of the East this year. It is. We're even true. like, it definitely is going like to. we're looking at, but I don't, I don't think Charlotte's going to do much noise or anything. I think they're going to be probably like the nine or 10. And I don't, I think there'll be like one loss and they're out. Um, but it's like, the teams I think are really going to kind of qualify for like six to eight are probably Cleveland, Toronto, Brooklyn. So in some order, I don't think either one of them is going to climb out as far as like higher to like a fifth seat or something, unless there's like a really bad injury. Um, so then you're looking at like as a seven or eight. So being Miami playing Cleveland, Toronto or, or Brooklyn, the first round, <laughs> that's, that's wild. Cause those are right. like still good teams. Most years, like the eight right. seed is not very good. And this year it's like, now nah, you're even if for, for, even if like Atlanta for somehow we get it as like an eight seed, I still don't think it'd be like a four and Oh, I think it'd be like a four, one, four, two, maybe. Right. Yeah. Cause Atlanta can get hot. I, I'm, you know, they maybe just take a game or something here and steal one. I don't know, but yeah, it, it'll be pretty interesting. We should probably mention that, uh, well, you know, Tom Brady's coming well, back. On. Yeah, I knew that's where you are going. Yes. I do want to mention something. I just saw the, I just sure. saw a graphic that about, yes, Lopez is coming back. It's his first game back since the beginning of the season. So he's going he's gonna to be yeah. like Clay. He's going to have to get some rust off. He's going to have to, like, re-gel. Um, yeah. Big man re-gelling can be quicker than, like, guard like clay though you know um yeah and lopez can be pretty good from time to time yes. like i mean he he's not like as good as he used to be when he's with both uh i don't think they were the brooklyn nets at that point i think they were maybe they're in the jersey nets or both but like he was really good then about like 20 and 10 maybe 23 and 10 but i still think he can still get you 20 points sometimes or at least 15 points like he can still do some stuff and he learned how to shoot a three-pointer so and he get so he can he can draw attention in the paint away from Giannis or the mm-hmm. opposite. Giannis gets in the paint if they choose to double team him. That Lopez could get some easy buckets, you know. So there's that. Like th- those two can work yeah. off of each other together. Um, I also saw Caruso's coming back to the Bulls. Oh, yeah. good. Man, that was wild when he was out. I hated yeah, that. Yeah, because he's good. He's, and he's another one of those that just hustles. And I really want the Bulls at full strength this, this season. Uh, so I'm hoping that everyone's healthy heading into the playoffs. That's like, you know, that would be a, a very good thing for just the, the East. The East is going to be fun. And I'm glad because it's like yeah. the earlier conference yeah. too, like all the games on early. Whereas 
outside of the, like the Warriors and Suns, um, and maybe hate watching the Lakers. <laughs> or you're not gonna watch them far in the playoffs. No, they're, they 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 may not even make the playoffs. They may lose in the play in round. Um, Dallas will be fun, and I think Speaking I think Caruso, Denver will be fun too. Like that that will be a yeah. pretty fun two fun teams to watch in the West. Yep. But speaking of Caruso, uh, one of the biggest mistakes the Lakers made, letting him go. Yeah. But, hey, at least they got Russell Westbrook. Yeah. What a, about that? <laughs> Dude, they just lost by 39 points, 140 to 111. <laughs> 29 now. Yeah, 29. Sorry. 29 Come on, points. give them some crap. They lost by 29 points. <laughs> they just got destroyed this game. Destroyed. Uh, and CP3 is not even playing. No. <laughs> uh, oh, I love it. It's so fun. So I don't, bad. The thing is, like, I don't, as I've mentioned to you, and I think I probably mentioned it here, like, I don't, I like LeBron a lot. I don't hate the Lakers. Um, it's just funny because, like, I knew, why would you make that Russ book trade? I just don't understand why you would do it. And you gave up your bench when you could have trade again, Buddy Heald. Why didn't they not trade for Buddy Heald? I'd rather have Buddy Heald. At least he can. He's a shooter. Didn't one of the balls want to go back to go to the Lakers? No, no, because Lonzo was going to go to Chicago the entire time, and then um, uh, Lamelo's under contract with the Hornets. So he's he's kind of there for you know probably at least seven years, I would say. Yeah. yeah, for a hot minute. But uh, it's just it's just funny to me. Like, why would you – because, like, have you not watched Russell Westbrook play basketball for, like, three years? Like, have you just not seen him play? He's just not like he used to be anymore. He just isn't because he lost his athleticism. It's what happens when you get older. And and they needed a shooter regardless. Yeah, because the, I've watched LeBron so much over the years and with all, with all the Cleveland teams. All you need to do is put shooters around. That's what you got to do. You got to put shooters around. It's not difficult. Like I could build, I could be like LeBron's GM because I know what you need. They want to get another playmaker, so LeBron wouldn't have to do as much. But then they get like, okay, that's fine. Go get someone that you can get for a, a lower salary amount. Don't go get Russell Westbrook, who makes like forty million dollars a year. That's insane. Or old man. Car- we, that's they had to get him just to get something, and he's actually been like okay for them considering. <laughs> But he has, but they needed – that's not what they needed. No, they, they they really shouldn't have made the trade to the Kings for Buddy Heald. That would have been a good pickup. Keep Caruso. Um, he gives you some defense and some points. They should have – yeah, they should have kept Caruso because he's an all right shooter. He can spot and they had, and They yeah. had Rondo for a while too. They could have kept – I mean, they could have kept – like with that team, they could keep Rondo. Yes. And like yes. he was pretty good in the playoffs. Like. You yes, know? Rondo was very key for the Lakers because he yeah, was that. He was during during that title run. He's, he's making a lot of smart. threes. He's a yeah. super smart player. He's a spark off the bench. They that was a. I don't even care that much for Rondo, but I cannot deny how key he was for them. Yeah. And it's just like this team, like I, I knew before the season heading in, like the Lakers weren't going to be any good. I mean, I just didn't think they'd be this bad. I mean, I thought they wouldn't be good, but holy cow. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect them to be this bad. Did All you right. ever see that one meme where it's like, my expectations were low, but holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's exactly yes. describes the Lakers season. Um, for sure, because it's just been bad. And it's just fun to watch because it's been so bad. <laughs> 
I've loved it. I've just loved watching it. It's like a train wreck and you can't look away. It's great. It is. It's like a Nickelback concert. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Tom Brady. Yeah. So let's Tom Brady and then we can go to music, Um, which I I have uh, Scott Van Pelt on. Right. That's what came on after the game. And that's the first thing they jumped to is announcing he is unretiring, will return to the Bucks. And I, I thought that he was doing it today uh, to get some, like, attention, but I guess that tomorrow is the first day of free agent signing. So he did yes. it today to try to keep some free agents there, I think. Right. I yeah. still think – okay, I'm going to lower my – I still think there's a 60 40% chance he plays for San Francisco this year and gets traded there because it's got to be a trade. He can't sign. I don't – I don't think so, dude. I don't know if he would have come back if it wasn't going to be to play for the Bucks again. Does uh, Does California have state he, income tax? Uh, yes, yes, exactly. they do. Exactly. But hear me out. Let me t- let me. Here's why he would play for the 49ers. I understand, but he doesn't need the money. That's why he's never had a big contract. Like he's always signed for lower so that he could like build a team. Like he did that all the time in New England. Here's my thing. Here's why he'll do. Here's why that could happen potentially. Of course, one when he went to the Bucks, he went to a team that was pretty much just needed a quarterback and was set everywhere else. I'm right there, right? Would you agree? For sure. Okay. So the 49ers. I'm not saying Jimmy G's a bad quarterback, but he's not a great quarterback. He's a pretty good quarterback that wins. So I'm, I will give him that credit. But the 49ers, if they were to get, let's say, Tom Brady with that defense, with Debo Samuel, <laughs> with the running game that they have, like the three running backs that they have, and, and um, the way that, uh, uh, my mind, uh, um, a, a, the other receiver, Jai? No, I'm thinking of the running back, Jai. Um, Ayuk. Um, they would be pretty formidable, but they not. S- sorry, uh, my, my uh, iPad didn't want to come off mute. Uh, no, I think you're right, though. I will say I'm watching it right now and I got my subtitles on and Jeff Darlington is saying that from the get go, before he even thought of retiring, he had committed to Tampa Yeah, that he that if he was to play in 2022, he was playing for Tampa. They specifically said not going to San Francisco. Right. Yeah. So if Darlington is right. Um, part of this comeback is commitment. I am staying with Tampa. I'm still going to say 49ers still have a chance of it. Because think about it. Uh, why would why would they make the trade? Tampa, Tampa, why would you make the trade? Well, maybe you get some draft capital. Because Tampa Bay, I mean, even with Tom Brady back, they're still going to be in the mix. Because the AFC, I'm sorry, the NFC rather, is like the worst of the two conferences as far as like top to bottom. Um, the Rams will be good. So they're... Hold up for it. Oh, I lost it. There was uh ten they were showing a graphic of ten free agents on Bucks and s- several of them were key players like Fournette and Gronkowski and OJ Howard and some others that like any of them may would have left yeah. not knowing who the quarterback was gonna be. Well, yeah, because they didn't have right. a quarterback. Like they don't even have a backup. Like they're they're done. I mean, I I think that Gronk would. Pr- I think the the rumor was Gronk was going to go to Buffalo. I mean, but I don't think he does that now. Oh, but, I mean, maybe he could, maybe, but I 
I nah, nah. I, I don't mean, think he does. I mean, he I came. He does. He came out of retirement because of Brady. He's gonna stay with Brady. Yeah. I I just I just think there is a chance. I'm not saying for sure. I just think there is a chance. And why Tampa would do it? One, he could say, "Hey, Tampa, I won you a Super Bowl. Your second Super Bowl you had." Um, you know, I'm just playing one more year. Just trade me to the Niners, and maybe they get another. Maybe maybe it's a trade like this. You trade Jimmy G for Tom Brady. Maybe Jimmy G and some kind of draft capital, like not a lot, but like you know, a draft pick or something. And if you're Tampa Bay, that's not too bad. I mean, you're getting a a, a decent quarterback that I think has one year left on his deal. So if you don't like him after one year, you could do something else. You could resign him. You could pivot and go another direction. You could draft someone. Um, you have other options, but it gives you like a team that definitely could compete for a playoff and a conference really that's not great. Like the Panthers aren't very good. Uh, the Saints, I don't think are going to be very good. And the Falcons, well, you know, they've not looked good for a while now. So I think they can still win the division. So, right. I just, that's why I think the trade could happen because it would be fair for both teams. You know, you give up Jimmy G and like a third, fourth round pick or something. You know, that's that's pretty good for a 44-year-old quarterback and you have a chance to to make the playoffs and, you know, maybe you can do it, you know, or do something. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it would happen. I just think there's still a chance of it happening. And now that he's back in the mix, I'm going to say 60-40 he plays for Tampa versus the 49ers. But I still think there's a pretty good shot with it being so early in the season. He could, or, you know, the offseason, I should say, that he could potentially play for the 49ers. I think this is the first step in that direction. Yeah. I mean, I guess anything is possible, but if the reports are correct, he, he has at least verbally said before he even decided to retire that Tampa was his home in 2022. So we'll see what happens. Also. So can I give my hot take? Yes. Brady always planned on playing in 2022. He always said he wanted to play till he was 45. He always said he wanted to play till he was 45. I I don't know why. Maybe just to stir it up. Maybe because he's not been in the news much lately and he wanted to like get some... I don't know. All I know is... I now find his retiring very suspicious. I don't because he had that big post thanking Tampa. I'm not saying his retirement wasn't suspicious. I'm saying his return to Tampa is still suspicious to me. I still don't think he plays for the Bucks this year. I, I like is it 60-40? I really think he plays for the 49ers because obviously if you're retired, you can't play for anybody. So he comes back. Maybe he wants to see what they do in free agency like this week and then ask for a trade because, you know, he doesn't have to stay there. But he's back in the mix. He's he's in the NFL again. I still I still think he goes to the 49ers. He thanked Tampa. He didn't thank – he didn't say, like, I'm done. I want to thank, you know, the Patriots and everything. He thanked Tampa. I think he's he done there. Tampa. He's done there. He thanked, he thanked Tampa because he was saying how he was done completely. I mean, he was saying he was retiring. I'm not buying it. 
I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I still think that he, that he was thanking Tampa because he's going to go somewhere else. I think this fuels my uh, okay. San Francisco um, well, thoughts. I'm not saying you're wrong. I think <laughs> it's very doubtful. If you're right, he's fooled almost everyone but you, because, like I said, the reports I'm seeing, every from you know the stuff I'm catching, is that he made it very clear. If he played football in 2022, he was playing for the Bucks, and so we'll see. But if let's say all those free agents leave, let's say Fournette goes elsewhere, Gronk and OJ Howard, then you're looking. I mean, you still have Godwin, you still have uh, Evans, but uh, yeah, it's it's. I guess it's possible, but my guess is a lot of them are staying now that he's staying. Because I mean, they 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 flat out underperformed in the playoffs. People expected them to do better than they did. Granted, they came up against tough competition, obviously, yeah. but people expected them to do more than they did. And I think most of them, with Brady, will come back. I don't know. Uh, I just think I think this is a step of him moving to to San Fran again. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about sports? Well, you bringing up San Fran, if that happens, what do they do with Garoppolo? Well, they might tra- I think they could trade him. Well, I, th- I think they could trade him regardless, uh, even oh, if Tom Brady totally... doesn't go there. I think he's still they're still trading him, but I'm thinking Tom Brady for Garoppolo. They, they totally could trade him, and he they could really get good for him, uh, I think. But I've also been hearing a lot lately of like Garoppolo basically said he thought he was going to be traded. Uh, that's that's what's probably going to happen because I think they're really running to roll with Trey Lance. But, but if they can get Brady, I think they would. Oh, yeah. But San Fran, hasn't San Fran lately been more like, hold up, we don't know that we want to get rid of Garoppolo yet. They haven't said that, no. It hasn't been like leaning that way or anything. I think they're ready to move on from Garoppolo. And I don't think he's a bad quarterback by any means. No. Um, no. I, I think in the right system, he could win a Super Bowl. Yeah, he just always has like that bad pick or that bad play or something. But I think I think they're willing to just – okay, let's say we haven't Trey Lance this year. But like I said, if they can get Tom Brady, I think they would roll Brady this year and then – save the Trey Lance experience, like table it for one more year. So that's why I think oh. it could be Garoppolo for Brady and like Garoppolo and draft capital of some, some kind. It won't be like a first rounder. It'd probably be like, or maybe a conditional pick, like a third rounder. But if we win the Super Bowl, you get a second round pick or something. Um, you know how pissed a lot of those free agents would be if they stayed because Brady came back and then Brady said, oh, trade me. <laughs> You know how mad they would be? My guess is if they do sign to stay, it's only going to be a short-term deal again. Because I think that... Um, sure. They're going to stay for Brady's last year. Yeah, I'm saying like if you would get traded, there, I think it would be like probably a one-year contract for most of the players. I'm not saying, I don't think they would sign... I don't see like any of them signing long-term unless the money was really, really good to stay in uh, Tampa Bay. No, I agree with that. But I just... My guess is Brady's had some conversations with some of these players and 
I think, I think he's told some of them, maybe just this weekend, but I think he let some of them know, hey, I'm going to announce I'm coming back. I've decided I was wrong. The retirement was a mistake. I'm going to come back. I'm going to announce it right before the deadline. So y'all, you know, I, I suspect that happened. On a scale of 0 to 11, how excited are you for Tom Brady to throw passes to uh, Debo Samuel? I don't necessarily like Tom Brady. But I like uh, I like Debo Samuel's stock already, let alone with like a little bit th- better of a quarterback throwing to him. Oof. Actually, his <clears throat> excuse me, his stock might would go down a little bit. Sorry, I'm I'm mesmerized by the highlights of the Mavs comeback on the Celtics right now on the TV. That was I'm so glad because I missed most of it. We'll we'll wrap up here. Um, I don't yeah, have any, sure. we'll have any like Tom Brady uh, thoughts at all. I mean, I mean, as far as like, I, I th- I'm not surprised. I didn't think he was fully gone. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I took it at face value, but I still was like, okay, if he comes back this year, I'm not going to be shocked. Um, no, I'm not surprised. And when I saw breaking news, because I watched it uh, live on CBS first, as far as like the uh, the bracket uh, reveal, and then I switched over to ESPN at seven o'clock. And that's where I saw breaking news. And literally, like, no one, like, it had not been reported or anything. That's why I sent you that text right away. I was like, oh, my God, Brady's coming back. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what sent, happens. You sent me that message right after the notification popped up on my phone. And I was just like, what? Yeah, it's wild. Um, yeah. So uh, I want to go to Side B music. Yeah, let's go to Side B. About an hour and 15-ish in, probably a little over an hour and 15 right now. Uh, I know yeah. we just got this uh, the uh, Hush Town record we talked about during the last episode, so that was cool. Heck yeah, I totally bought that. My internet was like being slow. I was getting worried, but it it went through. Thank goodness, because I've I've not gotten on Enjoy the Ride before because they go fast. And also, I'd like to make a correction. Um, Out of Service is the band, correct? That we were talking about last week. Yes, they're on service. enjoy. They're on enjoy the ride, not the hush sound. I mean, no, uh, not, not, not Spartan Records. So we got that totally wrong. I, I, they are, they remind me of each other because they're smaller labels and they both send out emails, but they are not on Spartan. They are not on enjoy the ride records, which you know we just bought the hush sound from on Friday. Yes, though that does not change the fact that all the love we gave Spartan yes. Records in that episode, uh, because. Yes, that love's that still love real. Still real, they're great label. So, but yes, out of service, who just dropped that new single that I forget the name of it at the moment, but has both uh, Devin and Toby from Emory singing on it. Uh, they're on Enjoy the Ride Records. They do good stuff too. Enjoy the Ride Records. One thing I like is like when they do a pre order, they have it in hand. So it's not like, okay, a pre order, and now we got to wait for six months, eight months, or what have you. Like we were the record, and I got a shipping notification today that it's like already on its way to me. So they're really good at knowing what's going to sell fast. Like there was what, like maybe 200 or 150 of the uh, colored variant of the Hush Sound, and it went in like 10 minutes. 500 of each uh 500 black and 500 um uh green slash blue with uh vine splatter okay so 500 that's, that's pretty su- that's a lot of records i didn't yeah. expect that to sell out like it did 
I mean, I expected it to sell out, but just not right away. Maybe a week or something. All five hundred. It sold out in like ten minutes. The uh, the the colored variant <laughs> did, but that's the thing, you know. Like, yeah, they they are very good at knowing what's going to be super popular, and and the black variant was close. It looked like it was a, like because it has a um, <laughs> I'll call it like a health bar, but it's like an inventory bar. It doesn't give you the exact number. But it looks like they had probably around 250 to maybe 275 copies of the Black Variant left. And that was the end of the day when I got home, like at right. six or seven. Yeah, I mean, there have been records I have not gotten from them because they sold so fast. Spill Canvas was one. You wanted- I, did get, I didn't get the variant I wanted, but I still got Spill Canvas. But I didn't get the variant Yeah, I which wanted. is all that matters at the end. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, didn't you get that? I did. And they did a great job on it, too. Yeah, like, I tried to get that, and it's probably a good thing I didn't, because that was, like, over $100 for that one album. (laughs) Yes, it was. It's got liquid in it, right? It is. It's liquid filled. But it's cool because I sold my uh, – because they, they do a lot of liquid fill records more than like any other company uh, that I know. So they do like game soundtracks. They do movie soundtracks. They do uh, um, TV – like cartoon TV show soundtracks. They, they have a, a wide variety and they do a lot of like emo stuff too because they did Megan Dia this year. They did uh, – in the past, they've done The Academy Is. They've done The Spill Canvas. Um, so they, they will do many genres and um, – that Ninja Turtles, that was over a hundred dollars. Oh, there's train, the train. One hour, nineteen minutes. There's the train. train. But oh, um, I all right. Actually, I will right now. <laughs> nice. All right. <laughs> and with that, my rye is gone. Uh, but <laughs> but they that Ninja Turtles, it was like a hundred and something bucks for one vinyl, and that thing sold out in yeah. like a minute. Pretty sure I got the only copy. <laughs> Because it was what happened is it originally um, some of their stuff like they did one for uh, Hey Arnold that was the Yahoo soda. Um, it was a Coke bottle vinyl with like a brown liquid in it that looked like soda. They do really co- they did a, a Mortal Kombat one that was like blood filled, of course. So they've done really cool liquid records. Actually, they're the best, and they, whoever they work with does really uh, like good job. They're really heavyweight, and you can get them refilled if uh, something does happen to them and they need refills what you can- yeah that's crazy now how do they sound though it's, it's not bad at all like it because i've listened i've listened to two because i had the 28 days later soundtrack originally because i want i just wanted a liquid fill record for my yeah. collection is what i really wanted. You, yeah you tried to get me to sell that to buy that from you because i also i don't have a liquid field at all yeah but I was going to give you a heck of a deal on that that thing too because You're correct you were yeah I just I don't know I I have no desire even though I want a liquid field record yeah, I just don't I get it I like horror soundtracks and I do like that movie so that's why I mean it's not my fa- it's not wouldn't be my it wouldn't be my choice because I'd rather have Ninja Turtles so that's growing up and watching Ninja Turtles and playing the video games which is on the soundtrack as well um, so that's why I really wanted the Ninja Turtle one. Um, and Scott has a really cool one that's like a seven inch and has a little turtle in it too. So it's really neat. Yeah. I wanted the Ninja Turtle one for sure. I definitely wanted yeah. that one. Uh, uh, most definitely. But yeah, I mean, they just, they're, they are really good at picking that stuff. Like their stuff sells out so fast, which is crazy because like you said, their pre-orders already 
are purchased. So it's not even really a pre-order, uh, honestly, which, you know, like to know they're going to sell out that well and, and be, and be right. And then that to the point that they can go ahead and buy them and have them ready once they post and make them available to the public. I mean, it's crazy. It's awesome that they're that good at it, but they, Oh, they're, yeah, they're great. And like, I think the longest I had to wait and it wasn't even that long was like making deal might've been two weeks, but they, they already had them like ready to go. And, and that's another one that sold out. Like, I don't think they have any copies of that record left now. Um, so they do it. Like you mentioned, they do a really good job of like, okay. And they do the right number too, because I thought honestly, 500 of each of the hush sound was a lot. And I was like, that's probably going to be around for a while. But like I said, the color variant's already gone. That's 500 copies. And, and the other black one was like about yep. if it's probably at least halfway gone by now, if not more so. So, I mean, that's right. pretty good for to move like at least 700 yep. units of that. And another good thing is they note, they say these mock-ups are an actual picture of the album. Yeah. They're not really a mock-up. So while we cannot guarantee it's going to look exactly like this, they all should look very close because it's it's disappointing and it's really outside of the record label's hands but it, um, but it's disappointing when an album looks so far from the mock-up because almost every time it's not like oh this really doesn't look like the mock-up image but it's awesome it's usually this really doesn't look like it and it's disappointing. Yeah. And it it sucks when that happens. Um, like the record I showed you a picture of today. Was that, was that every time I die again? No, that's a uh, comeback kids new album. Oh is, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Cause I knew it was one of those two. Cause yeah. I just know from looking at the variants and everything. Cause every time I die has one that's similar. Yeah. Heavy steps is a phenomenal album. It's it so is. good. It's really but good. I ordered, a mar a purple marbled on clear vinyl and it's almost <laughs> completely clear the purple it's it's literally clear yeah the per and it's the purple is so translucent you can barely tell it's there so it not only did it not come match the mock-up but it's definitely not for the better or any like but that's disappointing. Overall, I don't care. It's a phenomenal album. It's still better than Black. But it looks nothing like the mock-up. Where, again, Enjoy the Ride is showing you based off opening some of the records and seeing them. So yeah. That's really good. The the very you have kind of reminds me of, you also look it up, uh, Duran Jones and the Indications last album. The record store we went to in uh, Alabama. Mm -hmm. What what is the name of it? Uh, that was Seasick Records. Okay, Seasick had an exclusive pressing of that on that colored vinyl, and it looks very similar to your Comeback Kid record. That's what it reminds me of every time I see it. That and Every Time I Die. Yeah, uh, but regardless, it's a sick album. It's it it's so good. So I'm glad just to have it. I was listening to it today. That's why I took the picture because I was had it out listening to it again. Uh, it's so good. Uh, but I haven't. I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have much to discuss when it comes to music, but uh, uh, I just want to say that I uh, was able to cross a few things off the old list. Um, 
obviously got the harsh sound, uh, but I was able to get uh, the last two Norma Jean records I needed on vinyl. Uh, I had sold the Ensign Mother years ago in LA, so I, re- I rebought that one. And then of course I got uh, All Hail as well. And so I have all of their records again on vinyl, so sick. And my other music topic of conversation well, was hold the up. Kanye. Hold up, you don't actually, you don't have all of them yet, do you? I'm all minus the two that are in in uh, transit to me right now. Right, which is Bless the Martyr, Kiss the Child, and what's the other? Oh, one? true. That's I guess okay. Well, I have them ordered. It just it won't be here until May. The other two will be here. Right. Uh, the one's coming from PA, so I could pr- I'll probably get that one Wednesday or Thursday. That one is uh, the anti mother, and all hail might be like the end of the week or the weekend. That's what I'm thinking. And then of course, bless the modders, the one okay. I don't have on vinyl. I I had the box set at one point and sold it. Um, oh wow! Yeah, but but you you've purchased bless the martyr. It just hasn't come yet. Yeah, it's the the furnace fest version right. that will be here in in May, according yeah. to the email, the latest email. I mean, I bought that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and it's it's sold out. Like they even brought like another pressing outside of the original pressing. Okay, they did the the Furnace Fest. I'm not calling that the original. The original I'm calling is the the one that they announced on Tooth and Nail that sold out. It was like swirled. Then they did another pressing. <laughs> well, I knew that would sell a lot though. That's a, that's a big record. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Anti Mother is i do not like that album that was when i when that album came out i was just like all right norma jean i'm taking a break from you because they've been they had been hit or miss live for me i've seen them live three times first time phenomenal just otherworldly one of the most amazing live sets i've ever seen in my life the second time terrible terrible they were so sloppy it was just bad. The third time I saw them, they were good. Not and eh, they were they were good, but they weren't great. Yeah, I just and then when Anti Mother came out, I was just like, all right, I don't like this album. See, I I like them enough to where like I would definitely own all their stuff. They're kind of like every time I die, in the sense of like I should just buy it when it comes, like the next time that Norma Jean does a pre order, I'll probably just buy the record and just like if I don't like it, I'll sell it. Um, because, like, right now, I'm going to get, at some point, I'm not going to do it right now because my two big purchases were getting those two records off my list. So I sold my copy. Literally, I posted that day, and I sold it that day. Uh, it was last, like, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, I sold my extra copy of Wrongdoers, like, right away. And so that's what I was able to buy these two records. And uh, I've never even listened to I Wrongdoers. I it's good. It's actually probably my of those th- like so we'll say the anti mother and you know to all hell those those records there. I would say it's probably my favorite of the ones to be honest. I will say all hell is a very good album. It is. It is. Um, but yeah, I would like to get uh, every time I die is newest radical. Um, but I want like a really cool variant. Like there's a um, like a neon yellow that I could still get. But it's like in the UK, so you have to pay extra to ship it and everything. So we'll see if I get that. But I wouldn't mind having that or something. Um, I was very, I was happy with my uh, every time I die variant of radical. Um, geez, now I gotta pull it up. This is how this is, this is, this is a sign of you buy too many records. You uh, forget the variant that you have. <laughs> yes. 
I still can't believe Ooh. I got wrongdoers for 30 bucks. And it was it was funny because it was listed for 25 and I could have probably put 20 or something or, or 25 and I probably would have got it. But I was like, it says or best offer. I'm just going to say $30. So I'll sell it. And I got it like right away. And I was like, oh my God, I got this album for like 30 bucks. What? <laughs> and it's yellow. Yeah. So yeah, mine is, um, it was advertised as clear with blue and pink swirl. That's what it was supposed to be. And it's not that. Uh, like there was a mess up with the label. So it's, more like blue with white marbling in it but it still looks cool okay i know what you're talking about yeah that one does pretty well too as far as like say because i just looked up all the variants as far as like how much they each cost and everything um yeah that one doesn't do too bad i kind of like if i had my yeah, pick, i bought i bought two when i sold one <laughs> i should maybe bought one off of you uh i i uh i like the um, the turquoise one because I don't have a whole lot of yes. turquoise. Um, I like the silver countertop one because it's it's kind of like shimmery and it is it's shiny and uh, I like that neon yellow like the neon yellow it looks really cool. I don't think I've seen that variant, uh, but it's a UK one. Yeah, but but uh, those are the three I kind of like, wouldn't mind having for. But like right now, obviously. I'm, Right now, I got a I owe taxes, so <laughs> right now that's like, have well, I'm coming out my next two cold paychecks. I hadn't even done my taxes yet because I know I'm going to pay in. I'm expecting to have to pay in. Well, that's why I'm going to do mine because then I can like take a little bit out of each pay, and so I knew that this pay I would have a, like a lot coming out. So I thought, well, the next couple of pays I'll have it finished. So um, that's why I'm going to like it's that's why I'm like hoping nothing comes out big in the next like month like that's one i can do or two but like that's why i got this two norma gene records because i won't be I'm, I'm gonna like hold back for like the next month unless there's like a a pre-order for something really really great because i uh want to pay my taxes that's what happens <laughs> yeah that's what happens though that was like last year for the lint i said i'm not buying records and that oh i don't remember that <laughs> yeah you bought like two records for me and i paid you after lint <laughs> Yeah, I forget what one of them like. What were they? One of them was I can't remember. I think now. one of them was that Phoebe that was from like that was overseas. Oh yeah, it was. That was oh that was yeah. a sick color too. I love that Phoebe Bridges color. Oh yeah, that's awesome. All, All right. right, yeah. Well, I know I don't have much to talk about music. I know I mentioned the Norma Jean thing and then the Kanye thing. Um, so that's all I have for music to contribute this week. So you you have the floors. Yes. Yeah. So there were some uh, releases that I want to mention. Um, uh, one of them, I just want to mention, it actually released in uh, like January, and I just missed it. But it's a band that's local to my area, the St. Augustine area. Uh, they're good. Like, they're, it's a good album. The name of the band is Gentleman's Crow. And then the album is called Apparitions. I think it has some, I think it has cool album art. Uh, but also it's it's nine tracks. I don't know why it's just nine, but it's nine tracks. And I guess you would call it indie rock, but it has a bit of just like rock and roll feel to it also. But I think they're not only are they like local area, so I got that kind of like I want them to do well, but it's a good sounding record. It's really, really solid. Uh, so I think people should check it out again. Gentleman's Crow, 
name of the album is Apparitions. They're like they're unsigned, uh, just underground band, but people should definitely check them out. It's really good. Uh, also, I came across a country album that is good. Part of the reason it's good is it doesn't sound necessarily like the standard country coming out today. It's not pop country. I guess there's a little bit of pop in it, but it's definitely not. It's not pop country. It's uh, the, the singer songwriter's name is Ben Chapman. And the name of the album is Make the Night Better. And he's got a little bit of some soul in him. He's definitely got some rock and roll in him. Uh, but it's a really, it's a really good album. Like, I enjoy it pretty much start to finish. Um, he wrote it, I think, like during the pandemic in a lot of, in a lot of ways. So as many artists have come out with stuff that they were inspired or wrote during that time, but it's really good. It's definitely got some of the like country cliches that people talk about, you know, there's definitely some breakup songs on it, but it's good. I like it a lot. So if anyone hasn't fully given up on country, but does know the reality that there's actually good country out there. Just a lot of it's not on the radio right now because radio country is much just like pop. The best is when we were talking yes. about country and we ended up having like a half hour discussion on country impromptu on the podcast episode. Like, couple- Yep. It happened. It definitely has happened, but yeah, this is definitely worth checking out. Uh, ben Chapman, make the night better. I really, really dug it. Um, I'll have to check it out because I, I like, you know, I'm not like a big country fan, but the ones that are really, really good, I don't mind. Yeah, that's and um, then uh, another one that came out that I'm I'm unsure on is this guy. He came up one of his singles that's on this new album came up in one of my like new music mixes a few weeks back. He has a really rough voice in a good way, but his name is Ethan P. I don't know if it's for Paul or Peter or what, but Ethan P. Flynn. And the name of the album is Universal Deluge. Again, I like the artwork. Almost comic booky, kind of anime looking artwork. It's cool. It's good, I think. It's it has me intrigued, and part of it's just his voice. It's a really rough voice. It's like I would say it's somewhere between like indie and emo, but I really I think I like it. I'm gonna keep listening to it, but that's worth checking out. Ethan <laughs> T. Flynn, TBD on the vocal. <laughs> yeah, Universal Deluge. Um, a big a big news for a lot of people, and and in the scene and the emo hardcore post hardcore scene Alexis on fire dropped their first single of their new album, which they haven't had an album out in a long time. They got a new album out called otherness one word otherness. And the single out right now is sweet dreams of otherness. So uh, that's going to be that that's the song i like i haven't watched the music video there's a music video for it that's supposed to be really good and i haven't watched it yet but i mean they haven't had an album since like freaking it's been a while um like 
2009 may have been their last album. That's I think that's how long it's been since they've had a full length out. So that's kind of big news. They're they're one of the headliners of Furnace Fest this year. So um, speaking of Furnace Fest, exciting. Well, blindside. I there was one last thing I wanted to say. there's this there's a metal band that I came across that dropped their album this past Friday off of Napalm Records. Their name is Convent K-O-N-V-E-N-T. It's four ladies and they play some of the heaviest like doom metal. It's I think it's really good. I really like it. Uh Call Down the Sun is the name of the album but yeah it's it's heavy it's dark but and these four ladies are bringing it so that's worth mentioning and all right that's what i got so now as you were saying blindside is playing furnace fest 2022 blindside all the way from sweden there have been so many people that said, I wasn't going to go to Furnace Fest this year. And now I am. Or now I'm really thinking about it because of Blindside announcement. They were one of my wish Please lists. That artists was like, they keep asking for people to put in wish lists of bands they want at Furnace Fest. And Blindside was on several people's wish lists, including mine. There's a very good chance I don't go for the whole festival. If I go, then maybe I go just to hang out. Um, but if, if it, especially if there's like more than just one band, um, there's a good chance I would go uh, buy like a single day ticket and go see like Beloved and a few others that are playing the same day for sure. Is Blindside like a big one for you like it is other people? I've seen them already, so it's not like that for me. But it's like, I know they don't tour here very much. So no. it'd be cool to see them since they're not as active as like they used to yeah, be. Yeah, they're not. And, you know, it's not like they're not they're, they're not very active and they live in the U.S. And there's always a chance for it. It's like, they're not very active and they're from Sweden. So it's always a, a lower chance exactly. with that. But if it's like, if it was like, say, them yeah. and like, hypothetically, of course, but like 238 or something, that would be pretty cool. Like if there was like a three or four bands in one day that I really, really wanted to see, it'd be and if I was already going to be there, even if I don't go the whole time, it may be cool to have like a one day pass and go see like Beloved and a couple. I mean, yeah, I messed that up. Blindside and a few other bands that I think there's a good chance uh, 238 plays because 238. I think them year. and Starflyer, especially Starflyer, I know they're not playing it anymore, but when they were going to play um, Audio Feed, I still think there's a chance they play this yeah. festival and that would be incredible. That would be that would be would, a get me out there kind of deal. That would yeah. be one for sure. I would what rather a, if there was let's say they're playing on opposite days, I would go the day Starflyers. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Starflyer plays, but 238's Instagram for the first time in a very long time has been active this year. And that's why I'm thinking they're active because they're going to play Furnace Fest. I don't see any other festival that they would play. They would, uh, they would be above Blindside because like I've seen Blindside and I like them. It's not that I don't like it, but I'm just saying like 
how do you want rankings? I've never seen 238, and I love 238, so it'd be really cool to see um, a set from them. Yeah, I, I saw them once in a room in this small club in Valdosta, Georgia, and there was only like 10 or 11 of us that were there for the show, and it was awesome. We got them to play The Bastard Son. That would be pretty cool to see them like in a, a venue like it was really neat, but I, I'm not saying like for sure they're gonna play, but the fact that their Instagram has all of a sudden become active, I'm kind of expecting. I just don't understand any other reason they would have all of a sudden made their Instagram active if it's not because they're gonna play Furnace Fest. It's an indication of like something ramping up. Exactly. So we'll see what happens, uh, but I kind of think they'll play it, um, but. Yeah, that was very big news, Blindside. I, that's definitely swaying some people. And here's the thing, a lot of bands to be announced. No, you're right, for sure. I mean, I still think there's potential. It's just that other than Blindside, I don't think there's been like one announcement for me. It's like, oh, hell yeah, that's awesome. Uh, everything else right. has been kind of like, eh. I mean, across right. the board, like uh, Newfound Glory would be cool. Like, I wouldn't—I've never seen Newfound Glory, and it'd be cool to see them. But it's like I wouldn't go to see Furnace Fest to see them. I could see them in a tour by themselves. Now, yeah, see, they're not a band that I that is high on my list. It's a lot of the heavier bands, and like I've mentioned before, that band Elliot that I never thought I would ever see again. It's, so they're playing, and that's a big one for me. I listened to them one day. They're not bad. They're okay. I don't love them or anything, but they're not bad. I love that band. They're not my favorite or anything, but they're definitely like the original. Like they're definitely like original emo for sure. Um, some oh, of them yeah. be really cool. Would be, uh, and I could see them there. American football. That'd be pretty. Oh yeah, they could totally fit. Um, let's see. Um, last thing I can think of is uh, my the basically there's a whole month. I got some help stuff going on. I haven't really talked about on the podcast that you know about. If it does not get in the way, which I'm going to do everything possible to keep it from getting in the way of um, the end of May, I am seeing Phoebe Bridgers. Don't even know who else is on that line. Queen Phoebe? Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) It doesn't even matter. Phoebe Bridgers. Oh, if you go, uh, I just made this tweet. Uh, I I have a ticket. I I, I have a ticket. What were you gonna say? You you made a tweet. Uh, there's Phoebe's poster for this tour is incredible. Okay. I definitely want you to pick me up one. Please pick me up one. <laughs> hey, I told you you can come down. <laughs> oh, I know that. Trust me, because it's gonna be like the same uh, tour that she did. So it's gonna it's gonna I, maybe she changed the visuals up or something. But the poster is incredible. It references all the songs on Punisher. I love it so much, and I want it framed. <laughs> but. Queen Phoebe okay. is amazing I'll... live. I've seen her three times. I'm sorry. I'm really excited because I love Phoebe Bridgers so much. And uh, yeah. I'm really happy because you've not seen her yet, right? Nope. Okay. Nope. Yeah, you're going to like it. It's yeah, going to be so, a hell of a show for sure. So the end of May, I see Phoebe Bridgers. Then early, So my birthday is June 1st. So I'm considering all three of these as birthday presents to myself. But I'm seeing Phoebe Bridgers. Then the... Like two weeks later, 
I'm seeing Jason Isbell for, I think, the fourth time. But I'm seeing him with Cheryl Crow and Waxahachie. Waxahachie. I know, but I'm going to see her in, in, uh, in uh, next month. So, yeah. oh, can't wait. Yeah. Yep. And then the end of June, I have tickets to House of Blues for Frank Turner, which I've talked about him several times on the podcast. Also, the Bouncing Souls. I have never seen the Bouncing Souls. I've been wanting to see them live for a very long time. And then uh, the Bronx, who I've never listened to, but they're supposed to be really good. And I forget who the fourth band is on that bill. But I am... I may I may even be more excited about the Bouncing Souls than Frank, just because I've seen him now before. So, That's surprising, uh, but yeah, I know you like both of those. Yeah, so I'm very very stoked for that. So I'm gonna. That's it's a busy birthday month of live shows. It'll be like a cool birthday month for shows too. Like that's those are some solid shows for yeah. sure. I'm excited to see who Phoebe has with her. Um, but I don't know. I'm guessing it must not be anything too huge considering she doesn't have anyone let it yet announce. Muna, and I think that might have been it when I saw her. I don't think there was anyone else before Muna. But she plays like she plays all of Punisher and she plays songs from uh Stranger in the Alps as well. So I'm pretty sure she plays at least fifteen or sixteen songs because she does three uh two or three um expecting it to be a long set i mean maybe it's just her but i doubt it i suspect there'll be at least one yeah there could be someone on her label Uh, that she signed or something obviously i would love for it to be julian baker but i'm not expecting that at all oh no i wouldn't expect her but that would be incredible i think it'll be like her and someone smaller like someone be on her label or something like that but that that's just kind of like a guess that's what i'm expecting as well but I'm very, very excited. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be one heck of a birthday month. Sure. Um, let's see. I Like I said, I pretty much comment on all I have. Um, just wanted to mention that I'm looking forward to this week, watching some hoops and uh, going to order some food. So now I'm, I'm, this is, I'm taking a week from working uh, out. I'm about a week off from working out. Uh, it's like an ultimate lazy kind of week other than working today. Well, technically Monday and Tuesday. And then just fill the rest of the week just chilling. Uh, listen to some vinyl, watch some hoops, eat some food. Uh, got a Guinness for St. Patty's Day. You have that happening. Um, I work St. Patty's Day. And the bar I work at is not really in any way a like St. It will be that day. A St. Patty's celebratory <laughs> bar. So I don't know, like, as of now, the there hasn't been any talk of doing anything special for it. But maybe, yeah, maybe we'll do something with Guinness because we do have. Yeah, at least a special or something, I would imagine. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this week so much. Um, yeah. <laughs> Finally, some time off. But uh, and March Madness. I mean, it's oh, March yeah, March Madness, Madness is gonna be incredible. And then uh, just kind of chill out like on Wednesday, it's like a chill off day, you know, like a chill day, not really do much too much of anything. Um, and then of course, you know, basketball the rest of the time. So, looking forward to it. Uh, those are my final thoughts. That's all I got. Yep. Same for me. 
All right. Well, uh, we'll see when we record next week. I don't see it being Sunday because I know the games kind of go later, I want to say. But they go. Yeah, they won't go as late as they will. uh, Thursday and Friday will go the latest because they're not done sometimes until like 1230, 1245, one o'clock. Right. And won't be that late on Sunday, but it'll be like 1130 or 12, I think. So. Let's see uh, what time the games tip, and maybe we can wrap up some good stuff about March Madness over the weekend. And uh... cool, sounds good to me. All right, but... Top Place Podcast out. over and out. Oh, out wherever you want. Uh, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, yes. wherever. Go find it. Yep, check out our Instagram as well. Be looking for our brackets. I'll do the same thing. You go ahead and post yours, but yeah. I'll get. I'll get one printed as soon as I can, fill it out, and post it as well. St. Patty's Day drinks. Drinks. <laughs> I <right>. would drink. <laughs> All right. Now it's definitely over now. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <I'm> done. <laughs>